feeling the, uh, the weight of this morning, but the excitement as well. It's, um, we miss you guys. It would be so great to have you in the room with us now, but thank you for, for being with us online. And today is just the beginning of a, another chapter in a story that started way back in 2011. We were in our second year of marriage when church planting started being whispered about by God. And we've, we've just celebrated 10 years of marriage this year. I think it's safe to say life looks quite different to how it did at the start of this chapter. Not least by the amount of grey hairs. And that smallest of whispers set off this chain of events, trying to figure out what church planting looks like, what church planting even is, and what this would mean for our lives. After meeting Nick at a conference in Nottingham and, and coming for a visit to Ashford Vineyard one weekend, a weekend when there was the, the brilliant, utter carnage of messy church going on, which is as accurate a description as I could come up with for messy church, as a, um, at the time, man with no children in a room where children were tearing around everywhere. It, was, it is brilliant, but it must have been God that we decided to move our lives down here. That wasn't a decision taken lightly. We left some brilliant friends behind, a great church, family. And it wasn't just that we were itching for an adventure, which we were. But there was and there is something so compelling about Chris and Nick. The way that they see church and faith and community, we just wanted to put ourselves in a place that we could learn from them that we could just be around them and take all of the wisdom that we could gather from them. So thank you, you guys. To, um, to misquote Isaac Newton. So we moved to Ashford in 2012 and got stuck into everything that AV had to offer. And what an adventure it's been. The eight, last eight years haven't always been easy by any means, but they have been so, so good. As a family, we've gone from just the two of us and the dog to having the, the bundle of energy that is our son Jude nearly five years ago, and then the beautiful Beatrice in 2018. And then a couple of years ago, we felt like God whispering again that it was time to go. We knew a time, a date, that it would be autumn 2020, but we didn't have a clue where we were supposed to be going. In fact, I don't remember who said it to me, so apologies. Um, somebody gave me a word that they felt like God was saying, we'd be getting on a train, and, and we didn't know where that train was going. We'd have a ticket, but we didn't know what was printed on it. So whoever you were, thank you for that word. But it really wasn't helpful at that time. <laughs> I love that you, you gave it to us. But we needed to know. So we... We started this really intentional period of time where we were exploring places. We, we chose some uh, criteria of the places that we wanted to go, and we started to look at where fit the bill, whilst trying to hold it all as lightly as possible and, and realizing that we might have to give those criteria up. So we'd been to a few places, and then the, the first time we visited Lincoln, we both said, well, I mean, it's nice. It's a lovely city. But is it the place? You know, we wanted like the, the clouds to part and the big, a big like, thumbs up from God coming through the clouds. Or 
or to walk around the corner and see a big sign that said, Mark and Maddie, you should plant a church here. And sadly, there wasn't anything quite that obvious. But in the next few weeks, Lincoln came up time and time and time again. Sometimes in really obvious ways, like a good friend of mine in Nottingham who um, I hadn't spoken to in about eight years or so for no other reason than life, out of the blue suggesting, oh, if you're going to plant, you should plant in Lincoln. Or as realizing that even before we moved to Ashford, a very dear friend of ours had, albeit jokingly, suggested that we should plant in Lincoln. Or the fact that we had a laser-cut map of Lincoln hanging in our house for many, many years, saved from the bin of an architect friend of Maddie's, simply because she liked it. Some of these things on their own look possibly insignificant, but over a two-week period, Lincoln came up in some way every single day. And to date, we've had over 30 things that, that kept leading us back to Lincoln as being the place of our new home. And so we're in this process again of once again leaving a, a lovely house, great jobs, but hardest of all, brilliant friends. There's joy, sadness, relief, anticipation, fear, excitement. It's, a, it's quite a mix of emotions. And then a little, little did we know just what 2020 would have in store for the world. But through all of this, God has opened door after door after door for us to plant Vineyard Lincoln. We've had a great welcome from the local churches, and we're looking forward to being able to join with them in all that God is already doing in the city. We've been able to start meeting online with a growing group of people, and we feel so thankful for each and every person in that group that God sent our way. Our Sunday evening get-togethers have become the highlight of our week to get the opportunity to get to know each other, to plan, to dream, to worship together. It, it's such a valuable time. I know some of you will be listening this morning. Thank you so much. Thank you for being with us as we take these initial steps for all the gifts and wisdom that you bring to the table. For some of you listening, this whole, this whole idea of church planting might be completely foreign to you. In Vineyard Churches, it is one of our core values. But what does it look like to plant churches? What does it even mean? Does Lincoln even need another church? Church planting is the term we use for it, but it just means starting a new thing, a new group of people in a new place. For us, it's about creating community and loving and serving the city of Lincoln. There's no building. In fact, there's very little apart from our family and the families of those who are, who are drawing around us and gathering to us at the moment. And there are many, many wonderful churches in Lincoln. Almost intimidating, in fact, until I remind myself, we're not going to replicate what churches are doing there already. We're not trying to shuffle the deck. We're, we're not there to give people who already know Jesus a different place they could go on a Sunday. Lincoln has a population of around 100,000 people. So even if 10% of that number are already in churches, and I suspect that's a very high estimate, that leaves 90,000 people to be given the chance to meet Jesus, and he's the ultimate reason for all of this. We want as many people as possible to have the opportunity of getting to know Jesus, because he's so worth spending time with. 
And when Jesus talks about church, it's, it's never in terms of buildings or, or steeples or, or warehouses, as, as lovely as they are. This whole COVID situation, church has never closed. Church is more active than it's ever been. It's not about the buildings. Jesus talks about church in terms of people. A group of people who are called out by him, given his authority for the sake of the city, to serve the city, to love it, and to see it thrive and come to life. That's what church is. That's why we're going. But whether you're planting a church or not, for all of us, me and Mads here, you listening, wherever you are right now, we're alive in the here and the now, in this time and place, to bring life to those spaces around us. To our homes and our streets and our towns and our cities, to our friends, to our neighbours, to everybody that we know. All of those people in our lives. There's this overarching narrative through the entire Bible that tells a story of renewal in all things. We're just, we're just a tiny piece of that jigsaw puzzle slotting into place. I wonder where your place in the picture is. It's worth thinking about. We can so easily go through our lives distracted. There's just the pull of, of zoning out, putting Netflix on or, or Disney Plus, which, it, let's be honest, is excellent. I have spent a lot of time watching Star Wars recently. But how much of that is just a distraction? I believe we're all called into the story renewal. It won't look the same for all of us. I never thought for us it would be planting a church, and yet here we are. But maybe it's stepping up and serving on a team. There's plenty to do right now. Maybe it's getting in touch with a neighbor to check they're all right. Or a family member you've not spoken to in a while. Maybe it is planting a church. And with that, I'm going to hand over to my lovely wife. Oh, what a pleasure it is to be with you guys this morning. And for those of you who know me, you will know that if I'm given an opportunity to say something and a platform from which to say it, I will generally not miss that opportunity. Um, but <laughs> but um, I really felt that, I guess, over the last couple of months, people have been saying lovely things. I'm, I'm just going to talk about me. Um, lovely things to me about... Mads, you're so brave and courageous. You know, you're moving across the country. You're going to a place where you don't know anyone. You're taking your child out of school. You're kind of, you know, you're changing your whole lives. You're leaving a job, all this kind of stuff. You're so brave. You're so courageous. And um, it is lovely to receive compliments. And I am never going to turn them down. You may compliment me at any time. Um, but I actually felt that God was doing something underneath that. He was nudging me, and I was, I've been spending a long time trying to figure out, Lord, what are you saying? Um, through all these wonderful people saying wonderful things about us as a family, what actually are you trying to get across? And um, I guess I re-stumbled across a bit in the Bible. It's from a book called Hebrews, and this was written after, so after Jesus has been down to earth, He's changed culture, he's turned lives upside down, he's shown people that felt totally invaluable, that they have innate worth. Just so many incredible things about Jesus. But um, this was written yeah, in a book called Hebrews, and it just sums up what I want to say very briefly on the end of what Mark shared this morning. It says this, so this is, it should come up on the screens, Hebrews chapter 12, uh, verses 1 to a little bit into 3. Do you see what this means, all these pioneers who blazed the way, all these veterans cheering us on? It means we'd better get on with it. Strip down, start running, and never quit. Oh, sorry. 
No extra spiritual fat, no parasitic sins. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Oh, he began and finished this race we're in. Study how he did it because he never lost sight of where he was headed. So for us, as Mark said, we moved down here eight years ago and we have intentionally, since that point, put people around us, put veterans and pioneers around us who've shown us what it is to live life boldly, to take risks, to pick yourself up when you fall down and to keep your eyes on Jesus. It's really weird when you're watching your husband speak and you think, you can do this, it's not that emotional. And then you get up there and you think, blimmin' it, this is really quite emotional. Thanks. So another translation of this says, who is your cloud of witnesses? And I would take this moment to ask you, who are in your cloud of witnesses? So the writer at this time was speaking back. He had just looked back over a ton of people um, from the early kind of early times with God, like real pioneers of the faith, people who shaped culture and did incredible things again. But it's hard sometimes to do that, isn't it? Sometimes we can put ourselves around friends who just tell us what we want to hear. And as Mark's mentioned, the thing that we are going to miss the most is having those people around us, those relationships around us who, who see underneath the surface. Not only do they ask us difficult questions, and I have been so blessed to have curated a group of women around me who ask me hard questions. They pick me up when I fall down. They remind me of the race I am marked out to run. And they are my tribe and they see underneath the mask. And I would just invite you over the next couple of days to almost do like a little bit of a friendship MOT. It doesn't matter if you've got a faith or not. It really, really doesn't matter. It's about learning who you are to run the race that's marked out for you. And so in this, through having these incredible people around us who've inspired us, who've cheered us on, who've championed us when we've got things wrong, which is many times, they have helped us realize what we're made to be. So this next step of planting a church is, it feels like a big step, and in many ways it is, but in many ways it's just the next obvious step, because this is what we've been designed for, this is what we've been made for, and now we get to do it. <sighs> so, as we wrap up, I will stop now, because I will just continue to cry, and that will be very sad. Um, yeah. Take a moment, look at who you're surrounding yourself with. Put yourself in community of people who will help you discover what those dreams are that are inside of you and bring them out. And of course, in planting a church, uh, the most influential relationship I have is with God. He has a place of utmost importance in my life because I've asked him to and I've chosen him to. And you may be watching this, like you might have bumped into me on the school run, you might be friends who've just never ever stepped foot in this building, have no idea what church looks like, and you might, as Nick said, there are people here willing to, like, would, willing to, would love to pray for you. Um, you can uh, get some prayer, please do, before this ends, if you would like to experience God. You don't even need to have someone else pray for you, just ask him, if he's real, just to show himself to you. And you can also, if you have said, you, like if you've made that invitation, there are loads of people who'd love to pray for you. So uh, you can head over to ashfordvineyard.online.church and there'll be a ton of people ready to pray for you.
Thank you so much for supporting us in this moment. It is such a privilege to stand here, and I apologise, I did not even say half the things I wanted to say, but it's been very emotional. Um, but we hope you have a brilliant Sunday and enjoy the weather. Um, do keep in touch with us. We would love, uh, yeah, we'd love to just stay in touch um, as we take this next step, next step. Thank you so much. Bye. Thanks for listening to our podcast today, and we hope you enjoyed it. For more information, visit ashfordvineyard.org or maybe drop into something if you're nearby. In the meantime, have a great week and know just how loved you are.